Welcome to Color Him Dads with hosts Marvin and Jeanette Charles. Marvin, Jeanette, and their guests are here to provide tools to struggling fathers that will help them navigate systems and overcome challenges they face attempting to enter or re-enter the lives of their children and families. They're here to inform, encourage, and bring hope as they confront the epidemic of fatherlessness head-on. Now, here are Marvin and Jeanette. Welcome to episode number six of Color Him Dads. My name is Larry Brooks. I will be your guest host sitting in for Marvin Charles and Jeanette Charles. I'm so honored to be sitting in this seat today. Um, I have the pleasure of being a part of this great organization for the last three years. I am one of the program um, directors here and also an intake specialist slash facilitator. So I'm honored to be here today. Today we have two special guests, the young men who are part of our program, who will be um, doing an interview with us today. Um, Everetti Garcia, did I say it right? Everardo. Everardo Garcia. Everardo Garcia is in the house today. And then the senior citizen of our group, and I shouldn't do that because I'm poking fun at him. He and I are about the same age, John Nellum. So we will be having an interview with them and sitting alongside of us, the silent voices, Everardo's little son here, my friend. He's in studio also with us. So let's get started. Um, I myself, I'll talk about a little bit of my story. I came in these doors some, wow, 15 years ago, right, when I was seeking help from this great organization as well. Um, I walked into this door and then I walked out of the doors out of a little frustration. I myself was seeking um, to get custody of my children as well, right? And it was a frustrating process. And that's sort of what we want to talk about today, the the power of fatherlessness and fatherfulness, right? And um, these two gentlemen sitting in front of me have... Um, went through the court system, and they're going to share a little bit of their stories and their experience that they have had themselves through the process. Over here at Dads, we call ourselves system navigators, and you guys have been involved in the system, and we're hoping that this um, information that we share here today, right, um, because you guys' stories pale in comparison, but we hope that this information as it goes out would help to someone in our listening audience to be encouraged because, like we say here, this is a journey a fatherhood journey is just not one day but it is a lifelong journey of fatherhood right and um so i'm gonna have these gentlemen introduce themselves um i'm gonna start with you first sir would you introduce yourself and tell us how what brought you into dads yes my name is john nellum and um i really really grateful that this program is here because i was I have a newborn. Newborn. <laughs> he's five years old, but he's still a newborn to me because I'm 66 years of age myself. And uh, um, it's a total blessing to have him in my life today. Reminds me of that old movie, uh, Courtship of Eddie's Father. He's my best friend now. And, uh, you know, it's not like having him uh, with me. And uh, I was really, uh, well, I was uh, denied uh, visitation, you know, uh, and I, I had to do something about it. And I uh, 
You know, I knew it was my right. Everybody said, you got rights. You got rights. You're a father. You got rights. Well, how do I get them? Oh, go over to dad's. And so that's how I got here. And uh, uh, I actually saw a judge, uh, uh, and the judge referred us to the family court services, and I'm still involved with them, and I'm trying to wrap that up right now, finalize that, where uh, uh, they they will uh, I will get uh, 50% custody, or maybe 51, whatever. But, uh, you know, yes, he's, uh, we've been spending uh, some, some, some time together. And thanks to dads, uh, uh, we've been, you know, having some what he calls big time uh, play days. You know, yeah, yeah. I've been finding all the great playgrounds around the city here, and uh, we've been getting some great pictures. And man, this uh, this 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 organization is a big lifesaver. And I am uh, I'm really overwhelmed about their uh, resources and their ability and their uh, 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 the structure of this program that they have here. Uh, it, it really uh, it, it puts a uh, uh, it hits the nail right on the head there, and and they know they've been through it, so they can help you properly. That's awesome. My name is Everardo. I go by EJ. Um, I have a five-year-old son that um, I think brought me two dads. Um, during the pandemic, I actually um, separated from my now ex-wife, um, had to go through a whole legal battle to fight for my parental rights. Um, it, through that process and navigating through that process, I was able to get the rights that I so badly deserve. Uh, but what kind of led me here um, was me needing some adjustments some modifications to a current plan that I have with my ex-wife. Um, I was so lost, um, even though I do have a little bit of knowledge of what I've already faced and gone through. Um, moving to a new city where I'm currently at in Seattle, um, I felt like I had not many resources and not much help to navigate through this process of, of uh, needing something modified or adjusted. Um, I was referred to uh, through my child support caseworker. Um, I was referred to contact dads. And um, once I did, it was just very easy and um, very accessible to get the help that I needed. So I too am very grateful for this program and this organization. Well, that's awesome, guys. We're off to a great start. You know, just looking at some of the data, according to the United States Census Bureau, over 19 million children in the United States live without a father in the home, which represents about one out of every four children, right, without a father. Um, I've heard a little bit about um, how important it's been for you to be involved in your son's lives, and I see your son here. And uh, he's awesome. But I want you to speak to just a little bit, maybe some of the experiences or since you've been reunited with your son, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Some of the experiences that you, the exchanges that you guys experienced since he's been back into your life, Mr. Nellon. Will you do that for me? Yes, yes. Um, uh, the, thing, the thing that comes to mind right off the bat is uh, 
he he's been with me um for you know uh, uh several weekends now and uh after that second weekend i say oh boy what am i in for here right. <laughs> you know i say man this this is uh this is gonna this is ongoing here for the next you know forever and so but before you go a little bit further i remember having a conversation with you when we filed the paperwork uh-huh. You weren't seeing your son. How long had no. that been? Well, I was seeing him, but I was interested in some one-on-one. I, I really needed to get him away from his mother because uh, it was his mother and his sister and him. And so if I understand you, it, she was sort of controlling this situation to exactly. say— Exactly. And, and, and it, you know— it, all the time, it wasn't right, you know. I say, no, this is not how it's supposed to be. I, you know, it wasn't like you know, I'm not trustworthy or you know. But she would, uh, she she'd make a mountain out of a molehill, you know. She would take something and just just blow it up into something that it wasn't, and you know, really, you know, uh. Some people are, are, are really difficult to deal with, and I can understand with a human life that's that stayed here. We're not Absolutely. talking about a sack of potatoes, or right. you know, uh, you know, you know, uh, you know, something you know, minute that you know you're you're letting me hold here. It's a human life, so she was particular, but she got a little bit over went 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 over the. Uh, uh, over the top with that and and just denied me time with him because she could. Okay. And so there was no parenting plan in place, right? There was no parenting plan. So that's part of the reason that you came here. And tell us what happened once you filed your parenting plan. What happened? Well, you know, since the pandemic, everything is virtual now. And so our day in court came and uh, I I was uh, under the impression that uh, the judge was going to look at it and uh, say, "Yeah, well, uh, he is the maternal father here. This he that is his child. Uh, yeah, well, why don't you let him uh, see him? You know, or let him go and be with his dad? Mm-hmm. You know, now uh, what what uh, mother doesn't want their child to be with their dad? Right? You know." So yeah, she has some insecurities there, and for whatever reason. But anyway, what happened was the judge referred us to family court services, and so uh, since the pandemic, there's nobody to talk to, you know, uh, like face to face. You know, you have to communicate with people uh, through emails and and phone calls, and they seldom pick up the phone. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I got involved with uh, um, other facilitators down there at the courthouse, and uh, much to my surprise, not all of them know the different procedures that need to happen. And that's another... Frustration. Yes, frustration, and another something that dads help me out with because they do know the ins and outs on this stuff so we were able to help you 
with yeah. the paperwork. <laughs> help you understand the paperwork. Endless paperwork. Endless paperwork. Tell me about it. <laughs> it's an everyday thing for me. Yeah. But I, I, I do it with greatness. I do it with gladness. So after that, and then the mother was served, and then all of a sudden, once she got served, what happened? She realized that, oh, wow. Uh, you know, I'm going to have to uh, 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 step up my game here and uh, and share this this child with uh, his dad. And then so uh, um, once she, uh, yeah, she, she, her whole, everything changed because, and that is one reason why uh, proof of service. Uh, I used the sheriff department to serve the papers because, you know, they said, well, you don't have to use the sheriff department. Uh, you can, you know, there was a couple other options, but I say, you know, the sheriff department is going to be a lot more official, you know, and so uh, I, I paid for the sheriff to go and take her these papers, and that really got her attention too. So, I bet. Yeah, you know. So uh um, and then after that, since then you showed up at class and Yeah, well, the parenting class. Our parenting class is often <laughs> We talk about that in a minute. Okay. So, my understanding is once she was served the papers and everything, then uh once she served the papers and then uh um uh she uh Oh, uh, yeah, then our court date was coming up, and uh, she lost her cool there, you know, okay. because, uh, you know, she... Uh she she just she just took that she took it somewhere where where it wasn't going and you know uh, these the judge and 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 the other people in the court realized that oh wow this lady's hysterical you know so but and I just I was just cool and waited for my turn to speak and you know and that's what they look for you don't want to speak out of turn with those right. people <laughs> just like just Judy you know it's not your turn yet you know? okay. so i uh i uh, uh and and so uh, but that did not uh, get me the desired results mm -hmm. you know uh uh because uh, uh she referred she didn't say okay because we had spent uh, uh, Mr. Brooks here helped me with my paperwork for a couple of few days. <laughs> you know, it took we did. It was not something that was done in a day or two. It was it it, it was on, on a lot of papers, and then so uh, 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 she uh, uh, I, I I was under the impression that <clears throat> when I take these papers in here and we have our day in court, <clears throat> the judge is going to uh, say okay. There's no reason that he shouldn't uh, he shouldn't uh, be spending time with his child, and then so uh, comes find out she uh, well I knew, but my son is a special needs child, mm -hmm. you know he has speech delay. Since he's been hanging out with me, that's changed. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. He's talking a whole lot more and, you know. So you're seeing your son now. Yeah. Is that through the quarters because she just automatically. Because she allowed it. Because she allowed it. So what I was trying to get to in a nutshell, once she received it and started through the process, yeah. she just said, you know what? Yeah. We're not going to wait through the process to see it through. Hey, yeah. come get your son. So now 
now we are going to uh, come to a uh, agreement that we're going to issue uh, uh, and file with the court and uh, and so uh, uh, our parenting plan will be finalized. That's so awesome. Yeah. That is so awesome. And 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 um, you know they can really drag this out a long way. Right. You know, but so yeah, she realized that she didn't have a leg to stand on, and hey, let's do what's right. That's what's happening. And that's what, what it's all about. And that's what, what, is what we right. talk about is we take the high road. Right, and that's why we speak intently mm-hmm. about the preparation of being ready for court. So I want to shift right here. Um, man, your journey was challenging for you, right? And I want you to speak to that because um, there's those out there that need to hear your story, you know? Um, what were some of the major challenges that you faced as you were going into the systems and first uh, facing the court process. So what was the major challenges for you? Yeah, one of the first uh, overall major challenges for me was uh, obviously I was um, separating from my ex-wife at the time because I'm an openly gay male. Um, I know that once that came to light, my ex-wife shed a lot of personal feelings that factored into my son and just our family as a whole. Um, I do remember during that time, um, we tried working through and settling a lot of our issues outside of the courts until one day it just got to a point where she could not hold back any longer. because of the man that I was, my ex-wife tried to take away my parental rights. Um, she tried to put a restraining order on me. Um, she pretty much tried to do everything that she could to make sure that my life wasn't going to be the way that I wanted it to be, living my true self. Um, during that time frame, I think the hardest thing I had to do was try to figure it out all on my own. And I really quickly realized that um, I was way over my head. Um, I know that at the time she had some counsel, she had some help with the process, so it was very easy for her, I assume. Um, I, in return, struggled a lot in the beginning. It led to me having to hire um, a lawyer. We were actually living outside of the current county we're in. Um, We were living in a smaller city when this happened, and she chose to file here in King County in Seattle, um, which we weren't even living in this county. Um, So she just, another form of her wanting to be vindictive and just make things twice as harder for us. Um, I then had to hire a lawyer here. overall the whole process because this happened at the beginning of the pandemic and just finalizing it all um i had a lawyer for approximately about a year and i spent anywhere from about 15 to twenty thousand dollars in lawyer fees just fighting for my parental rights i remember the hardest pill i had to swallow was finding a way to get the retainer fee and figure out how i was even going to hire my lawyer Um, I remember at that time, I'll never forget, my mom and my sisters, who are my biggest supporters, drained their savings accounts, got um, a personal loan out, and helped me pay my retainer fees so I could retain and keep my parental rights that, you know, I had no reason to get taken from me. Um, 
it was quite a process, but I don't regret anything that I did um, because I'm very thankful today. I do get to spend um, 50, almost 50% of uh, my son's life with him. And um, I do think it's all, f- it's all thanks to the journey that I had to go through. I mean, I wouldn't want to say that I'm grateful for, in a sense, I am grateful for what's happened. I don't wish it upon anybody. But um, I know that the journey and all that I went through was well worth it when I get to see him every single day with me. Well, you know, that's that's just great to hear from both of you. Um, I understand because I have to deal with this on a daily basis. Our phones never stop ringing. Um, emails keep pouring in, right? And the father's in this um uh, challenging situation of just wanting to have visitations with the with their children and I, I admire both of you for your journey and what you have accomplished this far um, uh, and the voices in America need to hear about this uh, one of the things that sometimes frustrates me is is the process right um, the cost factor of like what you had to say you had to pay just to be in the life of your child. The data uh, says that children who grow up without a father are at higher risk for experience a range of negative outcomes, including poverty, academic difficulties, behavior problems, substance abuse, and incarceration. So those are the things that we are facing without fatherlessness, right? Those are the things that um, the other parent might not be made aware of. So to hear you say your intestinal fortitude, hey, I'm going to stay in the battle. I'm going to stay in it because it's really what's in the best interest of that child for you guys making sure that you are there. So since you've been back and he's been involved in your life, um, what are some of the major things that have stayed up to you? Understanding these, the data that I just read how does that speak to you, right? Knowing the, the the damages that can be caused if you were not there. How does that speak to you? So ironically, what a lot of people don't actually know is my ex-wife actually has grown up without a father. Um, at a really young age, her father passed away due to alcoholism and um you know, throughout this whole process, that's one thing that I've kept at the back of my head, you know, mm-hmm. firmly is uh, I could not fathom or understand why my ex-wife would want to put my son through the things she was putting me and him through. Essentially, it wasn't more so about me. I know it was more so having to deal with him. Um, I know that I'm not the best. Um, I know that I do the best that I can. And I know that I'm a very big and positive influence in my son's life. I see it, m- many other people see it, as should any other father within any of their child be, you know? Um, so it, it was definitely a big and hard pill to swallow understanding why she did it or trying to figure it out. I know that seeing him grow up every day, um, seeing him set out goals that he wants to accomplish, just every little thing that he learns, those are things those are val- that's validation that's the validation that i need that all that i fought for was worth it because at the end of the day he's going to always remember 
even though mommy and daddy aren't together, daddy and mommy are still a part of my life. And I think that's what's most important. And that's awesome because you know what I noticed, that immediate connection between you and he, right? When we shared the toys and when we were able to, what was that game that we bought of? Connect Four. And I, as I was choosing that gift, I was like, okay, I hope this works for him. But for me to bring it out and present it to him and him to say this is his favorite game, me and daddy play this, that's the connection that we're talking about, right? And the value of you being there for him. And then uh, one of the things that we deal with um, um, is knowing him, right? What's his favorite colors? What's his favorite things? So the time that you spend with him, are you really attentive to what he likes, his favorite toys, his favorite friends and whatever? Are you really attentive to that? You know, as every parent should, I feel like I do my best at that. Um, I'm nowhere near perfect because every day there's room for improvement. I do know that I am very cautious and aware of his feelings and the things that he needs and requires to be himself. I think as a parent, just because I've I've experienced it myself being a younger child, um, you get caught up in the midst of things and think, that a child is just a child and that at times their feelings aren't really, you know, valid or they shouldn't be validated or they're they're just petty feelings. Um, I, as all, as bad as it sounds and as awful as it sounds, I I do think at times that's how my ex-wife thinks. Um, And I, I have to be the one to let her know that he's human. He's growing into, he's becoming a young adult, whether we like it or not. And, uh, you know, just seeing just understanding his needs and his feelings and knowing what it is that makes him him, I think is all that he's going to need to be successful for sure. So, Mr. Nellis, I want to say to you, with the data that I just uh, stated, children mm-hmm. who grow up without their father are at higher risk for experiencing a, r- a range of negative outcomes, including poverty, academic difficulties, behavior problems substance abuse incarceration knowing that data how does that speak to you about the value of you being in your son's life well man i was really hoping that i got a chance to speak about uh what drives me to um to uh uh make sure that uh this youngster doesn't go without me is um like I said, I'm 66 years old. Uh, my firstborn is uh, 46 years old, and then right. there's another that is 45 and 44. Uh, so my my uh, youngest child was 44 until about six years ago. But anyway, uh, my uh, uh, well, both my boys, uh, you know, they they they're incarcerated right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, my my uh, my forty-four uh, year old son was convicted of murder back in nineteen ninety-seven. So this will be his uh, this will be his twenty-seventh uh, uh, summer wow. uh, of incarceration coming up here. You know, and uh, fact of the matter is, is that I wasn't there. You weren't there in that, yes. I wasn't there, you know. Right. Uh, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, and uh, not only that, 
but uh, uh, my father wasn't there either. Right. You know, I I had a stepdad, and we were pretty cool. But uh, I gotta tell you that I know for a fact that it's not the same. Right. You know, uh, he he. Uh, you know, he he was he was pretty cool. My stepdad was uh, was a cool guy, and uh, he did what he could for me and my brothers and sisters. You know, but you know, I always knew, and I always told myself coming up that um, uh, man, I'm I'm going to be there for mine. You know, uh, that didn't turn out like that for the uh, others because. Uh, uh, my own screwing up and incarceration. So, you know, one of the things, and you're a part of the father in class, and I want to invite you to have a chance so you can have an opportunity to send in on a class. It's a powerful class, deals with a 13-week course, right, and uh, a, a curriculum that was motivated by the uh, CEO, Marvin Charles, from his original um, book, right? The curriculum was created. But one of the things we deal with in the class is, and you were there for that, is that we face the truth of our past and a hope for a better future. Mm-hmm. So what I just heard from you is just you actually sharing that, right? Yeah. Is that that's sort of like your motivating factor to owning your stuff, facing your truth or your past. Yeah. With a hope for a better future for your son. That's right. And uh, uh, my, 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 uh, yes, my whole objective uh, in life is, is to see that he gets a fair shake here in life. And, uh, and, and uh, I'm going to be the one that let him know, you know, hey, you know, I, this ain't that's not right you know yeah. you don't want to think like that you know yeah. you don't want to act like that you know yeah i want him to be uh morally straight and uh and know the difference you know so now <clears throat> you have a second chance to everybody to build don't those get more, that huh? yeah to build those moral values and a sense yeah. of direction in this life yeah uh let me speak to you of that. Did did you have a father in your life? Was your father in your life when you were coming up? Growing up, yes. My dad was a part of my life. Um, he currently actually is no longer a part of my life um, just because of my own personal life choices and just the way that I currently choose to live my life. Um, so, I, th- you know, this subject alone is definitely something that is very... Uh, touchy with me and something that means a lot to me and I know over time it's going to mean a lot to my son Um, it's all about breaking that mold I think or or breaking that barrier however you want to look at it Um, I know that my father was present in my life physically but mentally he was checked out um, which in return has led to me and him no longer speaking and I know that a lot of the challenges that I face as an adult, um, you know, just things that I face day to day, I always think to myself, if I did have that true fatherly figure, you know, would this be as challenging as it is? 
Uh, so every day I do my all. Uh, I know I'm far from perfect, but I make sure that I can be that form of an example for my son. And I want him to look back and say, I had daddy there or, you know, my dad helped me get through this. My dad was there when I fell to pick me up, you know, because that's what it's about. That's, it's really what it's about. Mom can do it. My mom was a one-man show. My mo- only mom can only do so much. You know, it, it really comes down to the dad. And um, I love that my son has an amazing relationship with his mom, but he knows in his heart there, there's nothing like dad. It, it comes down to that for sure. Wow, that's awesome. Um, one of the things we talk about is uh, on a regular basis is what's important is the child, right? It's what's in the best interest of the child. That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And you sort of went ahead of me because what I really wanted to hit on is the relationship with uh, the mother, right? No child wants to see, even though they don't even want to see their parents apart. Right. But the fact is we face that on a regular basis. But if there was a way, right, for the parents and what we push here and believe in in um, – at dad's is that co-parenting is essential, right? Um, and then in these separation moments, there's a lot of heated exchange and whatever. But we try to motivate men to take the high road, right? Because that's what's in the best interest. That's all the courts are concerned about. And that's all that I'm hearing you guys are saying here today is what's in the best interest of the child. And so if you are pulling one way and the mother's pulling another way, the only person that is affecting really is the child, yeah. right? And I experienced that in my life because my mother and father divorced, right? So, and I went through a divorce myself, and it was painful. I was hoping that my son would be here today, right, to speak about the fatherfulness part of it because now he's married and raising three children of his own, doing an awesome job, and I'm so proud of him, right, that he didn't follow in my footsteps right I was a victim of uh, uh, my father was there like you but he was there but he wasn't there he was in the home but mm-hmm. it was like he was there but he wasn't there right um, my father was an avid golfer and I love the golf myself right but he took me one time and it wasn't him who taught me how to play golf right yeah. it wasn't him it was his friends and other men that were in his club at that time yeah. right and so uh, and because of the strict discipline at that time that uh, I suffered at the hand of my father, I didn't even want to have a son. But I cherished my son, right? I ended up being a single parent after the divorce. I had custody of my son as well. So sometimes when I see my son with his sons, man, he, I told him, you don't need a living room furniture. You need a gym because they're jumping off and he plays with them. Yeah. So I think we have to value, and I sense that from knowing the both of you, that the time that you spend with your children, you came in the other week and you had um, – pictures that you were showing those class what were those pictures about uh that was uh me having lunch with uh, my son at uh in his kindergarten class and uh that was man <laughs> i i uh was glad that somebody suggested i do that and uh man it it, it went over big with with both of us and he needs it he needs me because um you know, uh, he, he's got a lot of developing 
going on right now. Right. He's got a lot of development, and 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 his eating habits is is one of them, you know. And so uh, his mother, and uh, she 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 tends to think, oh, he don't like this. He he doesn't like that because you won't cook that, <laughs> you know. But if he gets a chance, you know, he'll eat it. And so. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, we, we are uh, co-parenting is a is a major major part of this, and no matter what type of feelings we have for each other, uh, our son is counting on us to get along, and uh, and and not show any um, strife. That's good. That's good. And how's the relationship as we get ready to wrap this up? Um, how's your relationship with the mom right now that you have went to court and going through the process? It could definitely be better. Um, it's definitely come a long way. Um, I believe you and I were talking about it li- earlier when you were helping me file some paperwork. Um, it, we have reached a point where there's you know a lot of regret from the other party um, as to what's transpired. I think that is uh, key. It's it's a big step in accepting what's happening or what's happened and move forward. Um, what I think, though, that I definitely want to mention, and I think, you know, any father or anyone out there that's, you know, hearing or, or paying attention to this could definitely relate to this and I hope could take something from this is that um, I met a wise man that once told me one thing one day and I've kept it close to my heart and I'll remember it till the day I die. But he told me that uh, to this kid that's sitting right here next to me, his mom is my best friend and she'll always be my best friend. And um, what I guess I just mean by that is no matter what transpires between me and her, um, he is to always know that his mom is somebody that's a part of my life. Um, She is someone that I speak to every single day. And um, whether I may not understand it or not, I do respect her. And so I expect the same from him. I expect that, you know, he will respect his mom, that he will, you know, be attentive and just all of what he needs to be for his mother. And I think a lot of the times mom or dad, feelings can get involved and things can factor into how one parent is going to feel about another or portray another parent. Um, My ex-wife has always portrayed me as this villain gay man that is just gonna fail and be worthless but like i just mentioned to him he will tell the world that his mom is my best friend is she my best friend that's far from reality but i'm not gonna feel hatred in this little five-year-old's heart and make him think any less than what his mom is he knows that his mom is a star in my eyes <laughs> and I just think you know that right there um, and everyone that I share this with actually tells me it, it, it's it shows it in him um, I, it, it's so big to lead by example and if you can show your child that you know hey things may be rocky but they're gonna be okay it, it just goes the extra mile goes a long way so that's my word of advice for everyone out there that's really awesome. And so I'm going to give you the same opportunity. Uh-huh. If you had, uh, we're speaking to someone, uh, 
your age, your age group, our age group. Uh-huh. What would be your words of wisdom that you would be able to share from this life experience that you've experienced in your fatherhood and fatherfulness? Well, uh, like I say, I, I, I'm totally grateful because uh, uh, I don't, I don't really uh, hear about a lot of people getting this second chance that I'm getting to uh, rectify uh, anything that I uh, any I was a bad example back in the day, mm-hmm. you know, and and then later I remember trying to tell my boys, hey, man, you know, I know you saw me act a certain way, but that ain't the way to be, but it's too late. Right. (laughs) They've already got that embedded in their hearts and their minds and everything. And so now, you know, know, somebody told me, (laughs) an old guy told me, you don't get uh, uh, a second chance to make a first impression, you know. So, um, you know, you got to come from the heart. You know, and 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 it, it's not hard to figure out what's right. What's right is going to to come to you first, actually. And, but it's not always easy to do what's right. You know, and I know that uh, it would it would uh, it it would be uh, it wouldn't be right to say anything negative to my son about his mother that he loves Correct. to no end. I mean, Correct. what boy doesn't love his mother? Right. You know? Yeah. You know? And so, yeah, I, I know that that's his, that's his girl. That's his first love. Absolutely. His mother. And so, yeah, I don't want, I don't want him to form an opinion of her because of something I say or do, you know, and I do believe that that would be one of the things that would pit him against me, as if I was to, you know, absolutely, yeah, yeah, be negative like that. I, I, you know, my children, and I have two sets of children. I had two different women. I had children with it. One of my children, when they came to this office, right, one thing she shared with me, don't you say anything negative about my mother. And she's like 25 now, <laughs> right? And I had nothing negative to say. I have forgiven whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I, and I have nothing but what you guys have expressed here, nothing but the most uh, high, most respect and adoration for their mother, right? And that's yeah. all they want to see. I yeah. just want to say to you too, hey man, thank you guys so much for sharing this plight of your life. It's important that we get the message out there to um, there's policies that probably need to be changed right Um, because it's really tough for men going through the court systems and we're glad that in any way that uh, this organization Divine Alternatives for Dad Services have been able to help you we're here for you as you go towards this journey because what happens one day you might be on the mountain the next day you might find you in the valley (laughs) but we're here um, as a support support group uh, uh-huh. physically spiritually to be a uplifting voice for you as you guys continue in this journey um, one thing I want you to leave with and remember women can teach young men how to be men but they can't bring them into manhood right exactly. and um, I know from what I've witnessed in the short time of knowing you and in the time that we have spent together uh-huh. um, that you 
you guys are definitely on the right path mm-hmm. and um, and to be commended. So with that, we're going to come to the end of this show. And again, to our listening audience, we thank you for tuning in. We want you to come in back and um, be a part of this community again. Um, we miss Jeanette and Marvin, and so we hope we did an admirable job of standing in for their place. So until we see you guys in the next episode, um, you take care. Remember, Dad's Divine Alternatives for Dad Services. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Color Him Dads. We hope today's episode has helped with your own struggles. Be sure to check back next week for another new episode with Marvin and Jeanette. Until then, have a blessed week.